So let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless, um, bless these gifts that we give, Lord, whether it's you know, writing a check and sending it in or it is um, you know, giving directly from our Visa check card or whatever, our bank card towards uh, the church through an, an online, a virtual option, Lord. Um, you know what our needs are as a church. You know what our needs are as individuals and families. And you are our provider. And as a way of trusting you and giving honor to you, we worship you through our gifts. And we ask you to receive these and do what you will with them. Amen. Amen. Well, it's, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our, our service this morning. Um, again, this is our first uh, Advent um, week, and uh, this is going to go all the way through Christmas. And um, again, it's, I can't, I can't avoid the, the, the truth that, yeah, we got COVID, you know, spikes keep happening, and city government is <clears throat> reducing access to certain things to try and keep people from spreading this thing, and we're hearing more and more stories about, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's impacting us as a, as a church, it's impacting our neighbors, our, our country, uh, our planet. Um, but in the midst of all that, what did we learn from Ephesians? God has a plan. God has a plan. And sometimes he invites us to participate in his plan. And sometimes that scares us. And um, I'm just going to start off by reading from Matthew chapter 1. Verses 18 through 21, just a couple of verses. And then we're actually going to dive into one of those for, for our, our message today. So here we go. Matthew 1, verses 18 through 21. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Have you ever had your world turned upside down in a matter of weeks or, or a matter of hours? I'm sure several of us have scenarios like that uh, from this past year. Whether you face an incredible opportunity or a devastating tragedy, God is with you, and he is inviting you to join him in his plan. 
And so we've got a woman named Mary who is engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. And then within a matter of weeks, Mary finds out that even while she's still a virgin, she becomes pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the child is going to be Jesus, the Messiah. And then Joseph doesn't want to disgrace Mary publicly, but he was prepared to break off their engagement. Both Mary and Joseph, not by anything having to do with their own will, they both end up with their worlds turned upside down. The angel that appeared to Joseph in a dream says, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Um, and I, I, I love this. So C.S. Lewis, he, he describes, one of the ways that he describes God is unscrupulous and that he doesn't play by the rules. Um, <clears throat> and there are times when he says yes for us when he invites us to join him in his plans. <laughs> when God said his yes at Christmas, he knew the future it would bring about and fulfilling his plan through willing yet scared out of their wits human beings seems to be the way he likes to do things. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we dive into this story of risk and saying yes. God, may you stir in our hearts. Um, open our eyes. Lord, humbly we come to you and we bring all of the baggage and all the circumstances that we are facing. Um, and yeah, we're, we can be scared out of our wits and that's okay. Show us what you want us to do. Show us what you're calling us to do. Amen. So the one verse that we're going to kind of dig into is uh, um, Matthew 1, verse 21. And she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Okay. She will have a son. The will of God is irresistible. There are many willful people on the planet, including some in this room, or whatever room you're watching this in. But our will be done ultimately is not the request God honors, nor does it play a part in his bigger, more mysterious plan. And... Isn't that true? God uh, will do things that whoa, we cannot comprehend. <clears throat> and when he sets his plan in motion, for Mary, his will is irresistible. She will have a son. She will give birth to a son. And then our next little section, and you are to name him Jesus. So God's will starts the story of Christmas. And in many ways, if human freedom is truly ours to live in, 
the plan or the people invited into it could have gone sideways at any point. And God, knowing this, invites two people to engage their sense of risk by giving them a prophetic name for their son. Because the name Jesus means the Lord saves. And I was looking in the Old Testament for, for some references of that. And I've got, I've got a, a good little verse to kind of wrap us up with at the end. <clears throat> so, again, the, the angel says to Joseph, she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So in this moment... The father frames the risk of Mary and Joseph in the wider goal it will accomplish for their people. Sometimes we need a bigger story to help us keep or to, to help us take the leap of faith, right? So in the middle of Mary and Joseph's engagement, their plans and their lives are turned upside down by the irresistible will of God as he invites them to play their parts in this big story. And that's, that really is the truth, isn't it? If, if we, when we, when we are thrown a curveball by life, right? And we have a, de a, a decision to make. We not only have to consider the risk in terms of what we might lose. But we also need to consider the opportunity, what might be gained, and, and maybe not even necessarily what might be gained for, for me, for me personally, but what might be gained for others, for the world. And we have to go all the way back to Genesis 3 for the start of this story, this big story, the Lord God is talking to the serpent who deceived the woman and the man into committing the sin of disobedience by eating the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And in Genesis 3.15, God says this. He's talking to the serpent. I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. And I got this quote from uh, Martin Luther uh, on this verse. He says this, All the promises of God lead back to the promise concerning Christ of Genesis 3.15. The faith of the fathers in the Old Testament era and our faith in the New Testament are one and the same faith in Christ Jesus. Time does not change the object of true faith or the Holy Spirit. There has always been and always will be one mind, one impression, one faith concerning Christ among true believers, whether they live in times past, now, or in times to come. So that promise from the Lord God to the serpent in the garden, and that same promise applied across all humankind is that 
the he, the Christ, the offspring of woman, will strike the head of the deceiver, Satan, and he will save his people from their sins. When we recognize not only the risk that we face, but also the bigger picture and the wider goal that the risk will accomplish, that does help us to, to take that leap of faith. And isn't it good that we serve a good God who will share with us what that bigger picture is? So I've, I've got a little anecdote, a little story to kind of um, share with you. And in doing some research, it turns out this story has been told lots of different times in, in many different places. And here's, here's the version that, that I chose. So an eight-year-old boy had a young sister who was dying of leukemia. And he was told that without a blood transfusion, she would die. His parents explained to him that his blood was probably compatible with hers, and if so, he could be the blood donor. They asked him if they could test his blood. He said, sure. So they did, and it was a good match. And then they asked if he would give his sister a pint of blood, that it could be her only chance of living. He said he would have to think about it overnight. The next day, he went to his parents and said he was willing to donate the blood. So they took him to the hospital where he was put on a gurney beside his six-year-old sister. Both of them were hooked up to IVs. A nurse withdrew a pint of blood from the boy, which was then put in the girl's IV. The boy lay on his gurney in silence while the blood dripped into his sister until the doctor came over to see how he was doing. And then the boy opened his eyes and asked, how soon until I start to die? In the little eight-year-old boy's mind, what he was being asked was, are you willing to give up your life? He thought he would have to give up all of his blood for his sister so that she could live. And... What a precious story of love and willingness to risk and sacrifice. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. We know from studying the Old Testament that God had a plan from the beginning for our deceiver to be taken down by the offspring of a woman, the offspring, the Christ, and that he would not only save his people, but he would save all humanity. But in order for his plan to work itself out, He invites a young woman and a young man to have the world turn upside down. 
and they find out about what it will accomplish, but they don't necessarily know what risks might be involved. So I want to invite you to think back over your lifetime. Has God ever invited you to risk with great potential consequences looming before you? What did you do? And how did things turn out? I, I know, honestly, I think about um, the, the place I find myself as lead pastor of the Omaha Vineyard Church. Um, this was never something that I, you know, planned or strategized or, or, or dreamt of. And yet, I found myself irresistibly drawn by God's will, compelled to say yes. And I had no idea <laughs> what this year would hold uh, in terms of challenges. <clears throat> and how did things turn out? Amazingly, God continues to sustain us. Well, how about you? When God has presented a risk with some potential consequences, what did you do? How did it turn out? And, and when we look back at what God has done in our lives, that can make us willing to take a risk again, can't it? So here's that verse I found, that Old Testament verse about God's promises. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 8. Do not tremble. Do not be afraid. Did I not proclaim my purposes from long ago? You are my witnesses. Is there any other God? No, there is no other rock. Not one. I love it when the Old Testament has exclamation points and you get, yeah! Get God being confident I am God. There's no other. As we move into COVID Christmas, quarantine Christmas, may we be open to and ready to say yes to God, even when his invitation is to engage in risk. Remember, he knows the future. And he knows what his plan will accomplish. He knows what it will bring about. And fulfilling his plan through willing, yet scared out of their wits, human beings, is something that he likes to do. Are you willing? Because, ladies and gentlemen, God is not done working on you. And he's not done working on your neighbor. And he's not done working in this world. 
What big story might he want to accomplish with your involvement? Let's pray. God, I, I, <laughs> I can't help but think of all of the excuses we pile up, um, like trying to build a wall between what we think is our safety and what we perceive as the risk of, of obeying you and following you. The thing is, Lord, you're on our side of the wall. Lord, may we not be bowing down to the idol of perceived safety. Draw us into the gift that you want to give us, which is to be involved with you, joining you, and what you are seeking to accomplish. And Lord, we do ask you to give us a vision for what you, what your plan is. Lord, we ask you for, we ask for courage. We ask for wisdom. We ask for kindness. And Lord, we ask for power, that you would empower us to overcome evil, to overcome our, um, our fears, and to break your kingdom into this world. Mm. Mm. We're so thankful that you have come and that you are coming again. And in the meantime, you've deposited your spirit in us. Oh, Lord, may we submit more and more of our everyday lives to you and your spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, let me pronounce our blessing. And then if you have a prayer request, I know there's a, I know there's a bunch of stuff going on. I know there's a bunch of health issues going on. I, I know about that. I know that there's some financial uh, torpedoes that uh, uh, um, are, <laughs> are on their way as well. Um, so we want to pray. If you've got something specific, throw it in the comments, throw it in chat. And we'll, we'll pray about it here before we, we leave today. But in the meantime, let me pronounce our, this blessing over you. And again, this is a blessing that God gave to us. He desires bless us. And these are his words when he says to, to Moses, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have a prayer request? Well, it's from a friend. She texted me. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. We'll pray for friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we just got back from about her dad, and he's got some more health issues. Mm. And at this point, they're pretty sure that he's not going to make it to the doctor. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, my gosh. What's her friend's name? Michaela. Michaela. Okay. All right, for those of you, here, I'm going to flip this over to, uh, 
There we go. This is everybody. Now there's most people. All right. <clears throat> so um, we're going to be praying for Michaela, whose father uh, is dying. And we also want to pray for um, Heather Fletcher. Saw her yesterday, and she said that her grandmother um, has, um, I, I can't remember what the exact prognosis was, but she's decided she doesn't want, you know, uh, rescue measures. So, she, as she put it, they, her family just has to watch her slowly pass away. So we'll, we'll be praying for, for them. Uh, we'll be praying for uh, Judy Johnson, who has a, an appointment uh, tomorrow um, to scan her body, look for...